G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. Many of us, when we become Christians at a young age, just have these rose-colored glasses on and assume that life is going to be rosy and that somehow we might avoid the really hard things in life. But the reality is, even the Bible says that through many tribulations, we will enter the kingdom of God. And sometimes we face hardship, we face grief, and we face loss. Our next guest pastored the largest church in her state. Her and her husband were very successful, very accomplished pastors who ministered not only in their home country of the United States, but all around the world. But in the last two years, Ginger Carmen suffered the ultimate loss, the loss of her husband, her soulmate, her co-worker in Christ. Ginger joins us now to share with us some of her journey. Welcome, Ginger. Thank you, Andrew. It's good to be with you. Ginger, as stated in the introduction, I think when we become Christians at a young age, we just kind of assume that we might bypass a lot of the hard things in life. Have you observed that as well? Absolutely. You know, as a Christian, you always think that you can have it your way, that you can basically order God around. And if it's not to your liking, you think that you can change it. And, you know, I I found out that you can't. It's just not something you can, you have control over because uh, as the saying is, God is God and you are not. Yeah. And as said in the introduction, your late husband, Dr. Rob Carmen, who was just a giant of a man, he had a giant heart, he had a giant faith, you guys pastored the most successful, fastest-growing, biggest church in your state of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then ministered all around the world. And, and looking at Robbie, he was so healthy, he looked so young. And sadly, a couple of years ago, suddenly he was gone, and, and you have now had to, to face that, that grief and that loss. Yes, absolutely. And it, uh, it, comes, it comes in waves. And, you know, no, not one person who's ever faced a loss can tell you how to grieve because people grieve in different levels at different times. Um, I can remember the first time that I went into a grocery store right after his passing and I walked in and I looked around and I was overcome with emotion and I walked out, sat in my car and cried because I realized I didn't know how to cook for just one. And so, you know, there was a grief. There's, there was a grief uh, in just, little things uh, in, in places that we went and people that we knew in relationships that we had that, uh, you know, those became, uh, they became an end. They started to end people that uh, we sat and had meals with no longer are there. You're missing, you're missing that one person. And so you, you do, you grieve, you grieve that loss. And uh, it can come in forms of tears. It can come in forms of anger. But God. And I'm so grateful for my relationship with the Lord. And I have learned uh, about the, the, uh, the love of God, the sovereignty of God, the patience of God, 
and what God does as as being my heavenly Father and wrapping His arms around me through people, through relationships to get me through this, and it's 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 a work in progress. Yeah, and I, I want to drill down into that, Ginger. So you you said obviously you face that shock and just that loss and just having to deal with that. And we, we can't remove those emotions, can we? we? We can't pretend they're not there. But I'm just wondering, can you remember just a couple of things that you did do that did help you on your journey? Uh, I do remember that, you know, after I left the hospital, that I came back to my house and I got down on my knees and I said, God, I will continue to serve you. I wasn't going to give up on God just because I felt like he had given up on me where my mate was concerned. From one day to the next, my mate wasn't there. It's an ongoing journey because you're always going to face the first time of something. The first time that I went to church without him. The first time that I went to uh, a store without him. The first time that I did something in maintenance in my own home without him. Always facing those first. But I can honestly say that, you know, what helps is to have good relationships with people. And I think people going through grief, they tend to, uh, they tend not to want to do it, thinking that if as a Christian, I shouldn't, I shouldn't grieve because I'm so happy that they're in heaven. Well, yes, I'm very happy that he's in heaven, but I'm not as happy. I'd rather have him here. So it's a dichotomy that you face as, as a Christian and I think it's harder as a Christian. Yeah, wow. So so the first thing you did is you, you rededicated yourself to God in the sense that you said, God, I'm still going to serve you. I'm still here for you. And then the second thing is that friendships, relationships have really sustained you in the last couple of years as well. And I think probably the greatest thing that I did was to set up people in my life that I could say, okay, uh, I'm giving you permission in my life that if I talk to you and I make a statement and it sounds stupid, I want you to tell me that's a stupid statement. Or I want you to be able to, I want to be able to call you up. I wanted to have friends that I could call that I could say, I'm really hurting. I'm having a bad day. I'm not feeling happy about this. I'm feeling depressed. And I think that people who grieve you have to have those people in your life. You have to have somebody in your life that you can go to. And I always wanted to, I remember that uh, someone, I had, I had to have my, um, my, the, my roof fixed in my home. And I, I called up the man that, that had done some work before. And I said, uh, hey, I need some work done. And this is what I mean. And he said, well, how's Rob? And I said, well, he's in heaven. And this man got really quiet, and he said, how can I help you? He never asked me what happened, how did he die. All he wanted to do was ask me, how can I help you? And I thought it was such a picture of what God does for us. It's, he wasn't trying to, he's not asking, what, what do you need? He basically asked me what I needed, and I was so glad for that, and I think it for me, it personally, when I walked with somebody who has faced 
an issue, a health issue, or maybe somebody gets into a car accident, maybe somebody's uh, dying. I never, from this point on, I never ask what happened. I just ask, what do you need? Yeah, wow, that guy, that guy asking that question, what an amazing human he must be, huh? Just to just have that empathy for you straight away and just really focus on you. Um, and, and what a blessing. And, right. and, and Ginger, you know, obviously I have known you for a few years myself, and you and Rob were both great with relationships. You were not, you know, people who kept to yourself. You didn't hide from people. You you built great relationships. And obviously those great relationships spilled over into your grief, didn't they? And so I guess what we can all take away from today is to make sure now before we face grief and loss or, or trauma or tragedy that we actually have real friendships in our lives. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I think it's harder in the Western world because – uh, a lot has changed uh, in the past couple of years with the isolation that people have faced. And, you know, you cannot, uh, Zoom calls are wonderful and um, phones are wonderful and FaceTime. And I mean, if it wasn't for FaceTime, sometimes uh, being that my kids are in living in different states that I wouldn't see them face to face. And that's wonderful. But nothing takes the place of actually going and hugging them and touching them and looking into their eyes. And the same thing with, we can't live an isolated life. That's why church is so important. That's why, you know, uh, whatever fellowships you go to, connect groups you go to, it's important to have relationships in your life. It's just not over the phone. And sometimes it comes with a cost. You have to be willing to go to some place, you have to be willing to take somebody out to lunch. You have to be able to willing to invest in somebody else's life. But it's those relationships in life that are going to get you through. Yeah, absolutely. And and I want to commend you, Ginger, because you've obviously been faithful in church since you lost Rob, and you just stayed planted in a local church. And uh, and as I said, you've got those relationships you've had for years, and 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 those things have sustained you. And, and obviously. God himself. But Ginger, I also want to highlight something else you did in your grief and your loss, which is just remarkable. And that is that you raised money and financed yourself a wing of a hospital in the highlands of Papua New Guinea, which is called the Dr. Rob Carmen Nurses Quarters, which will be used to house nurses and also to train nurses. And I just think that's amazing that you did that out of your own loss uh, and, and grief and sorrow that you've actually focused on the needs of others. And I was with you up in the Highlands of Papua New Guinea just recently de- watching you dedicate that. And uh, tell us a little bit about that, Ginger. Well, it, it was it was a, a thought that we had had early on, that Rob and I had had early on, is when my own father passed away, we our family just decided that we wanted to build a living memorial. And so we built actually a church up in uh, outside of Port Moresby and dedicated it to my father. And that's how we built a lot of churches from our church, uh, they, people wanted to do it in loving memory of or a living memorial of. And so when Rob passed, uh, I just knew that that is something our family just knew that that was something that we wanted to do. So that's what exactly what we did. And both of my kids had been up to Papua New Guinea. And of course, I had a relationship with um, uh, Dr. Graham and Irene Baker, and that had been up there, and so I knew, and we just decided this is something that we wanted to, what is the greatest need? If it had been a church, we would have built a church, but this nurses' quarters is going to be for, like you had stated, it's going to be for the training of nurses 
on an ongoing basis. And so it'll be very exciting to see what's going to happen because the dynamics have changed up in that area to where a lot of the, the hospitals, the clinics are closing down. So this is where the, the nurses will come for about three months, stay, get trained, move on, and then another uh, set will come in. So it's going to be it's going to be a very good facility to do exactly what they need to do in that area. It is. It's amazing. It's up near Garoka in the highlands of Papua New Guinea there. And I just want to put it out there. There's maybe people listening today and you've been touched by that story. I know the water is about to be connected and there's, there's ongoing maintenance for both the hospital and this nurse's quarters. Uh, it's in a place called Foray, which is about an hour and a half drive from Garoka up in the hills up there. So if, if you're being touched today and you feel like, well, I want to be a part of this, uh, please reach out to Ginger. And the website to contact Ginger on is victoryworldmissions.com. I'm going to say it one more time, victoryworldmissions, plural, missions.com, or you can contact us here at vision.org.au. And uh, I just hope and pray that, that many are touched, Ginger, to get involved in this project in an ongoing way. It's always going to need maintenance. Ginger, I just want to thank you so much for your openness and your honesty today and, and for sharing a little bit of your story and a little bit of your journey. But I also want to say to you, well done, Ginger. You've just stayed so strong and you're such an example for others to follow and uh, I just want to commend you for that. Well, thank you, Andrew, and thank you for the opportunity to uh, talk to the audience there. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.